Hallelujah. God's given us a lot of equipment. A lot of equipment. I'm speaking to believers. Is this a believers meeting? Yes. Amen. I feel impressed to, to stir, stir the believer by his, his direction. You know, I have a, a real good friend. He loves himself shoes. <laughs> we, uh, we had the honor and privilege of loading his house full of boxes from Amazon while he was blessing people in Africa. And you know the, the amount <laughs> of shoes that we... <laughs> That we hauled in this house, <laughs> stacked to the ceiling. Like, wow, look at all that. I'm, just, I'm joking. I'm, I'm exaggerating a little bit. I love you, brother. <laughs> God gave us a real good pair of shoes. And a lot of believers don't even realize the kind of shoes they have. Because they don't realize the position they're in. But I want to remind us all tonight, you've got shoes. Amen. Shoes from heaven. Shoes that are designed to run faster and jump higher than Michael Jordan could ever envision. As cool as his are, they can't compare to the ones we have. They can't, sorry. You know, you go shoe shopping, women love themselves some shoes too, Pastor Bill. But, but the function of a shoe is not the top, the part that looks pretty. What makes a shoe a shoe? The sole. The sole is what makes it a good shoe. And there's different soles for different purposes. You have golf shoes, you have track shoes, you have baseball shoes, you have football shoes. You, whatever the case may be, there's a shoe for that. The shoe is designed for that purpose. The shoe has been designed for that purpose. Let's look... If you would, if you have your Bible, hope, hope everyone has a Bible. We're believers, right? Amen. Luke chapter 10. He, he's putting us in remembrance of our position tonight. Hallelujah. Our position. And let's look here in Luke chapter 10, and let's look at, let's start at verse uh, 17. It says, and the 70 returned again. So I guess they went out and they came back. This is not the first trip out. They came back again with joy, saying, Lord, even the devils are subject unto us through your name. There's a key word here, subject. Subject. The devils are subject 
to us in your name. The devils are subject to us in his name. Jesus said, I beheld Satan as lightning fall from heaven. Behold, I give you power to tread. I give you power to trample. I give you power to tread. 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 I'm reading out of the King James. King James used the word tread. I like that word. Tread. When you think of a tire, an aggressive tire, big mud, mud drips. Well, you're going to tear some earth up, man. Just See, down south, there's some big trucks with some big tires, and they just find the deepest mud pit they can find, and they just rip it up. Why? It's, it's the tread on the tire. So the same as a shoe, you have tread on your shoe. Well, tires are designed for the same purpose. There's racing tread. There's whatever tread. I'm not an auto mechanic. I'm not going to see her. I'll let Pastor PJ handle that one. But, the, but Jesus is sitting here saying, hey, I give you power to tread. Well, what, where's the treading taking place? On your feet. To trample serpents and scorpions and over all the power of the enemy. And nothing shall by any means hurt you. He said, don't rejoice that spirits are subject to you, but rejoice because your names are written in heaven. This is so key. You as a believer are registered as a citizen of heaven. That is where your citizenship lies. Jesus says that is something to get happy about. Amen. Why? Once you step into a believer, your name is engraved in heaven as a citizen. You have a house with your name on it. You live there. If you didn't live there, you wouldn't have a house there right now. We live from heaven, but we're on the earth. Our citizenship is in heaven. Pastor Bill, when you go to Africa, do you live in Africa or do you live from the United States? You live from here. Your resources are from here. You're not bound, y'all ain't bound to the economic situation of Africa. Why? Because you're a citizen of the United States. So the economic system of Africa has no control of you. Why? Because you're not registered in Africa as a citizen. You're registered in the United States until you lose your passport. <laughs> you know you have resources 
if what you took with you runs out, you know you have resources back home that can cover any need you have in Africa. What if we took that same mentality? I'm kind of, I'm, I'm diverting a little bit. Bear with me. If we took that same mentality as that we actually do live from heaven and we're not subject to the economic system of this planet. What about that? If your citizenship is in heaven, why are we all spun up about the economy in the United States? It works diplomatic when ambassadors go to another country. They're not bound to the, to the regulations of that country. Why? Because they represent the United States, and where they go, the U.S. backs them. We are here from heaven. We live from heaven. We are here on assignment from heaven. We must remember our economic system is heaven's economy, not the United States economy. Inflation, do what you will. Don't let the devil scare you. You ain't going to run out. Why? Because heaven can't run out. Your Father in heaven will never, ever, ever run out of resources. You must believe it. Hallelujah. Citizens of heaven with shoes from heaven that are designed to tread on the devil. You have shoes that are designed to trample. You have shoes that are designed to rip him apart. You have the power from heaven to destroy the works of the devil. To tread, to tread, to tread, not get tread on. Well, I got ran over by the devil today. Get back in your seat, put him back under your feet, and he will cannot run over you no more. Because you have shoes on his forehead. Your foot is on his forehead. He's under your foot. Your shoes are designed. And Paul talks about these shoes in Ephesians chapter 6. He talks about them from the mindset of a, of a Roman soldier. Talking about spiritual shoes. Your feet are shod. The preparation of the gospel of peace. Your feet are shod. And I, th and I thought back, you know, when we shod our horse, the, the hoof was never protected. It wasn't the hoof. It was under the hoof. It was the bottom of his hoof, not the top. You don't put shoes on the top. 
The purpose of the horseshoe was to give the horse traction and protection from everywhere he went in the rocks, in the junk we went through. <laughs> it was for his protection on his feet. It was designed for him. You have feet that are shod with shoes that are designed to rip the devil apart. See, these, these shoes, the Roman soldiers, from, through my study, I wasn't there, but through my study, they, they were multi-purpose shoes. They were designed for traction, for battle, and they were designed as a weapon, to be used as a weapon. So they weren't slick bottom loafers. There were some some rugged shoes to rip flesh, if you will. Get a little graphic. It was war. They weren't there to make friends. War. Right? And they used these shoes as a weapon in war. You see, we don't have to fight a war. We have to stand our ground. You can say it this way. You got to sit in your seat. Sit in your seat. What do you mean? Well, thank you for asking. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 1. <laughs> you know why you're turning to Ephesians chapter 1? I heard a Ministers say this one time. He's like, you know, if the devil ever wants to have something to say to you, tell him to write it on the bottom of your shoe and you'll get to it when you can. See, as, as believers, we have to believe right here as well. Ephesians 1. This is so good. Let's just read. Let's, let's start at 17. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you the spirit of wisdom, revelation, and the knowledge of him. The eyes of your understanding be enlightened, that you may know what's the hope of his calling and the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints. And what's the exceeding greatness of his power to us who believe. To who? Wow. To the believers. To those who believe. Man. Power in you. According to the working of his mighty power, which he worked in Christ when he raised him from the dead and set him at his own right hand in heavenly places. Thank you, Father. Far above all principality and power and might and dominion and every name that's named, not only in this world, but also in that which is to come. And has put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church. That's you, which is his body, the fullness of him who fills all in all. I don't think anything was left out of that statement. All does mean all. It's all under his feet. Well, what's that have to do with us as a believer? Just look a few verses further in chapter 2 and verse 6. And has raised us up together. 
So it wasn't just Jesus that came up. You came up with him. And then here we go. And he made us sit together. You ever had to make your kids sit down? Sit down. Be quiet. <laughs> Jesus, God made us to sit. I know he gave us the ability to sit, but I like having fun. He made me sit down. Sit down, boy, and rest. Sit down and rest. Sit down. Sit down where? In Christ. Well, where is Christ seated? At the right hand of the Father. Well, where are you seated? At the right hand of the Father. So who's, who's under your feet? Everything. Because it's under his feet. That's economic turmoil. That's lack. That's depression. That's any work of darkness. Is under your feet. And you can sit right there in your chair and just rub it. I'm going to tread all day. Tread right on your nasty face. Why? Because I got shoes for treading. You think about that, and uh, Jesus may have been, I don't know, he may have been referenced in Psalm 91, verse 13. And you shall tread on the lion and the adder. You remember that one? You, you shall. You shall. You abide. You believe. You get treading shoes. You get treading shoes. Now the redeemed of the Lord can say so. You can walk. You can walk on him. No, you ain't. You, you have nothing. You can tell the devil, you got nothing on me. Because Jesus said the enemy, the, um, I'll say it this way. The devil has nothing in me. He's got nothing on me, nothing in me. Why? He's under my feet. I'm not subject to him. He's subject to me. They came back and said, the demons are subject to us. Do we understand what's subject to us? Do we understand that this economic system is subject to us? Do we understand that every disease on this planet is subject to us? We ain't subject to it. Do you believe that? Do we walk around treading every morning? You wake up, you got your shoes already on your feet. Don't ever take them off. Go ahead and sleep with your shoes on. You get out of bed and you just start treading. Thank you, Lord. I'm the healed. I'm the whole. I'm the protected. I'm the blessed. I'm the righteous in Christ Jesus. And everywhere I go, Satan is under my feet. Put all things under his feet. The church, the church, the church as a whole must start using her shoes to tread instead of allowing herself to be treaded on. Now's the time for our voice to get louder. They want to turn the furnace up, we turn our faith up. They want to turn that up, we'll turn our believing up. We'll take it up another notch. We'll get a little bit louder. That's a song. A little bit louder now? I can't sing. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> Get a little bit louder. 
if you believe it. It's, it's not the volume that gets you free. It's the unction within inside of you, the belief that says, I'm not going to be moved. I'm not going to be defeated. Because I'm seated in Christ Jesus, far above this mess. And it has nothing in me, and it has nothing on me. Amen. The believer, this is the life of a believer. New shoes, and they never wear out. Never wear out. Amen. Subject, not subject to this world. I made a note here earlier today. You know, just kind of with this same attitude, you know, you, if you've been around kids, we have, we're, we're around a few of them every day. Um, sometimes you'll hear them say, you're not the boss of me. Not to me, to their sibling. It's like, what? <laughs> so I'm from, I'm sorry, I, we're from the South. And uh, we, we, well, I'm going to be quiet. <laughs> I was raised a little different. Um, <laughs> but you're not the boss of me. They're telling their friends, their siblings, you're not the boss of me. I do what you take. Okay. I like that attitude in this way. If you can direct it to the devil. You're not the boss of me. You are subject to me. See, he's a little hard-headed. And you have to remind him he is subject to you in the name of Jesus. It's not you in the flesh. It's you in Christ. And when he sees you, he should see Jesus. We, man, thank you, Lord. We were in Africa one time, peeking around a corner. You Let's do that. Can I borrow you, brother? Pastor Doug? See? This right here is a, is a, is a picture of Ephesians chapter 2. This wasn't planned. Bear with me. Hop up here, buddy. Pastor Doug, hop in front of Pastor Bill. Stand in a straight line. Now, now, hey, let, let's back up a little bit more. Let's back up. Let's back up. Let's back up. For you on the side, it's not going to do much. But those in the middle, you have God the Father. You have Jesus, the Son of God. You have yourself in Christ. And when you... Step into a believer. When you say, Jesus, be my Lord, you have now been made to sit in Christ, who is now in the Father. So it's now you in Christ, who Christ is in the Father, and when the devil is trying to get to you, he can't see you. He sees God because you are in him. You are in him. You want a piece of nanny nanny boo boo and you, you that come right here? Like... You can't get me no more. So, <laughs> but, but what happens is we, we, we get out of our seat, and we're like, man, look at that situation. 
I don't know. I, the doctor said this. President said that. Fox News says this. CNN says that. And they say the same thing. They're on different teams. I don't understand. And we start wandering around what we're going to do. How are we going to do this? I don't know what we're going to do. I can't do this. I don't know. I just, I just don't know what to do no more. I don't know where I'm going to go. I, don't, I just don't know. Well, you're out of your seat, and what's out here? You're open to the attack. But when you stay in your seat, and you stay in the place of faith, knowing you have God's shoes on your feet, and nothing can hurt you, because in order for it to get to you, it's got to go through the Father, the Son, and then you. And it, that ain't happening. I can guarantee you. Amen. How do you stay in your seat? By faith. You sit right there. You sit right there, your arms lifted high. Father, thank you for seating me. Thank you for making me to sit in Christ Jesus. Thank you for putting all things under my feet. I'm not subject to anything but you. And I thank you. You bless me. You protect me. You've healed me. You've, you keep my family. You lead us. This is every day, not only when you get in trouble. It's every day. Amen. Thank you, brother. Thank you, brother. That, that's our position. It's not we're trying to get there. That's just where we are. It just is. So you tell me, when you're in that chair, can the world economy get to you? Can a disease get to you? Hey, ain't nothing good to you. Unless it's the Lord. He's right there. Amen? Amen. Amen. So what, what helps maintain this attitude? See, it's good to rah, rah, rah. Yeah, thank you, Jesus. But, but what helps us on a daily basis keep this mindset? How, how do we wake up and the first thing out of our mouth is not, oh, me, oh, my. Here we go again is thank you, Lord, for my position. Thank you, Lord, for the shoes I wear. And I, can, I got treading shoes. I've got trampling shoes, and I'm going to get to work today. I'm going to trample the work of the devil today. How, 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 do, we, how, do, how do we do that? How do we maintain that mentality? By the Spirit of God. His name is the Holy Ghost. The Holy Spirit. Why? He, he brings our remembrance. He's our helper. He's our teacher. He's our guide. And when we wake up, he starts teaching. Amen. And when we wake up, he starts reminding you. When we wake up, he starts leading you. When we wake up, he starts guiding you. We must acknowledge him every day. Well, I'm saved. Good. This was on my heart to do tonight. You've been filled. Have you been empowered? See, it's, it's taken that step beyond salvation, beyond water baptism. It's taken that next step to live the empowered life of the Holy Spirit. Now, I want to share just real brief about being filled 
with the Spirit. It's, it's separate from salvation. It, it's, it's what gives you that, it's not what, it's, it's him. He gives you that boldness to wake up and say, I can do this. He's the one that gives you the boldness to reach out your hand and lay hands on the sick. He's the one that gives you that boldness to speak about Jesus in the grocery store. If, if it was important for Jesus, I, I'm going to say it's important for me. So, so let's look at a few verses real quick. Um, let, let's start in, uh, well, you're in Ephesians. Let's start in Ephesians 5. Ephesians 5 and verse 17 says, Don't be unwise, but be understanding what the will of the Lord is. You ready to know what the will of the Lord is? Here we go. Don't be drunk with wine, wine is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. That's His will. What else? Verse 20, giving thanks always. Giving thanks always is his will. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit causes you to be wise. Amen? Amen. So let's go to uh, John. I'm going to run through some verses real quick. John chapter 1. John chapter 1, let's look at verse 33. This is the account of Jesus' baptism. Uh, 33 says, I knew him not, but, uh, but he that sent me to baptize with water, the same said to me, upon whom you shall see the, the Spirit descending and remaining on him, the same as he who baptizes with the Holy Ghost. Speaking of Jesus. See, see Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. Jesus is the baptizer of the Holy Ghost. And, and religion has done its best to, to talk against the Holy Ghost and say, well, that's, that's of the devil. Well, why in the world would Jesus want to give people a devil when he came to set them free? It, it's, it's, it's not of the devil. It, it's of God. God baptized Jesus with the Holy Ghost. Jesus now baptizes us with the Holy Ghost. Amen. It's of, it's of the Father. It's, it's your power. And here's, here's what I want you to see. I, I see two, two uh, pivotal places in history when the Holy Spirit showed up. One was with Jesus. Once Jesus was baptized in the Spirit, with the Spirit, his ministry took off. He started his work. The next thing I see is 
is when the upper room, when the Spirit was poured out upon that group, the church was birthed. The world was changed forever from that moment. Amen. It's, 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 a, it's a pretty powerful experience. And, and to understand how to have this mindset and, and keep this mentality of, yeah, I can tread. I can do this. I can make the right decision. Because I'm filled with the Spirit. I'm filled with wisdom. I'm filled with understanding. I'm filled with power. I'm filled with authority. Amen. And, and I, I want to kind of open this up a little bit for those who, who say, you know what, I've heard about the Holy Spirit. I've tried to be filled with the Spirit. This is not a, this is not a try. It, this is your power source. The, the Holy Spirit is your power source. It's, it's, and, and what happens is, is when, when you're filled, you get a new language to pray with. You ever seen the movie uh, Wind Talkers? And they, the Navajo, the Code Talkers? How, 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 were the, how were the Code Talkers successful? The enemy they had any idea what they were saying. Ah, sounds like God. I'm going to give you a language the enemy knows nothing about. And now you can use it. He has no idea what you're praying out. And he can't stop it. It's your power source. Amen. It's a new language from heaven. It, and the cool thing is, God, he'll, he'll, he'll let you... He'll let you in on what you, what you just prayed out. Hey, here's what you just prayed out. Ooh, I did? Yeah, you, you, you did. <laughs> and I'll, I'll clarify this as well. It's, it's not, yeah, I've received tongues. You know, you don't receive tongues. You receive the Spirit of God. The, 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 the tongues, the, if you want to use this word, the, the language that begins to flow out of you is from heaven. And your mind has no idea. And that's okay. Why? Because the Father does. Because he's the one that gave you the language. And it's you praying with him. It's you praying with him. And y'all are praying this thing out together. It's... It's a powerful prayer language. And it'll be the, bold, the most bold experience you, you, you've ever encountered. Because the Spirit of God moves into you, fills you with Himself. And that's what I was saying earlier tonight. Tonight's going to be a fresh beginning for some. Your vision will become clearer. Your hearing will be better. Your mind will be quiet. Why? Because 
the life of God is about to move into you and fill you from your toes to your head within and upon, within and upon. And now you're a walking, anointing bomb going somewhere to blow up the work of darkness. Amen. 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 Anointed. Anointed. Willing. Enable. To do. All. You've been commissioned. To do. Fully supplied. Fully furnished. Nothing missing. Nothing broken. Nothing lacking. Hallelujah. And every vision, every vision from the Father shall be fulfilled because it's his plan and not yours. Hallelujah. Rest, rest, rest. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.